you said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our very first Christmas special episode. Now, we've been meaning to do this for, well, since we started podcasting, which was about two to three years ago. Um, but for some reason, we've never been able to get around to actually doing a Christmas episode. Um, well, we're finally here. We're finally ready to do one. So we're going to give you our take on uh, the Christmas special, as you probably hear from other podcasters. But ours is going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a little bit more relaxed. We're going to have a bit of fun. Um, and we're going to get some of the answers from the audience as well, uh, from this week's question of the week uh, about what kind of movies you like to watch over Christmas. Um, but before we begin, uh, I've joined, as always, by my friend, the Russian Kid, a.k.a. Rich Kid. Rich Kid, say what's up, man. What's up, people? And uh, and before you continue, I just want to give a big shout out. Um, if people went on social media yesterday, they should know that it was uh, the MC's birthday. So it was, uh, yeah, Shakespeare. Jason, happy birthday, man. Or happy belated. I mean, I see you every damn day anyway, but I just want to I want to put it out there to the masses. <laughs> happy birthday, man. Happy born day. Thank you, man. Thank you. And and thank you as well to all the people who did wish me happy birthday on social media. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, as I said, you know, another year older, um, maybe a little bit wiser um, and even less present. So, yeah, that's growing up, growing folks. Up, folks. Don't, do Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, I... Uh, Christmas time is around the corner. I mean, if you're listening to this now, it would be uh, about five days away. Um, and it's an exciting time of the year. You know, it's a time when everybody likes to get together with their friends and their family and be grateful for the things that they have and, and share the love and joy amongst each other. Um, so we want to try and do the same thing with you guys here today with this episode. So what we're going to do is just talk about a few things uh, surrounding our Christmases and kind of things that we've done in the past and the kind of things that uh, we like to do. Um, we'll tell you a bit about some of our presents that we've gotten, best and worst. Um, and we'll try and give you a little bit of advice as well if you find yourself alone this Christmas, um, which is not as uncommon as, as, as people may think. So um, hopefully we're, if you're in that position, then you'll be able to you know get something out of this episode as well. But um, yeah, Rich, man, so I said it's five days away until Christmas, um, so we may as well start at the top. Um, what kind of things do you like to do over kind of the Christmas period? I mean, when, technically, I guess when the better question to ask is when does the Christmas period sort of start for you? Is it from December the 1st or is it more Christmas Eve when work is done and you're just like, yeah, work is finished for the next couple of days. I want to put my feet up and chill. Um, yeah, when, when when do you really kind of start looking at Christmas? It, it's weird because, I mean, I've only had like this, where I'm based now, where I'm working now is like, obviously like an office job, as you know, Jay. 
and other people out there who don't know me and Jay work in the same building. Um, but I've only been there four years, uh, December the 1st, literally just gone. So like 20 days ago is when I started in this place four years ago. And I've give or take worked in retail and worked my way up to retail to management and stuff like that. So it's odd. I mean, I've never really felt Christmas and I still, even though like I have like the Christmas period off now and, you know, and stuff like that, I've never really felt that I've experienced Christmas, like how others feel it. Because like you, you know, you, you work at Christmas Eve and then you, then you're back in on like, you know, boxing day at nine o'clock, just dealing with crazy sales and those sales can go on, go on for anything up to a month. So like mm. Christmas day has always just kind of been like, it's just another day off. Um, so to me, as much as I love the period of Christmas, there's no, there's no beginning for it really. I mean, there's little things that pop up around here and there that remind me it's Christmas and I, and I get that, that Christmas cheering, like, you know, as much as I hate the cold and I hate snow, that's, that's, that's a fine example of me getting like, oh my God, Christmas is coming. And then obviously like, you know, you've got the, the Coca-Cola advert jingle, you know, holidays are coming, holidays are coming. Like that makes me feel like it's Christmas. And then, you know, going to central London and seeing the lights up is, um, is, you know, is, is when Christmas really starts for me. But it, it just seems, it's, it's just like another period now. Um, I don't know, I'm, I'm childish like that. I just like presents. Like my son's loving Christmas and he's loving the lead up to it and he wants his presents. I just want to get to December the 25th just to open that present and eat that good food and go back to sleep. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like half Christmas cheer and half, you know, Uncle Scrooge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Um, I think for me, it kind of, it doesn't really start until uh, Christmas Eve. I mean, I'm always aware of, of the Christmas period. I mean, one of the things, um, listeners, you know, Richard and I have both, uh, previously worked in in retail for for you know large parts of our professional careers and um, I got like really sick of Christmas at one point when we were working um, for a specific retailer I won't say whose name it is but um, Richard and I have both worked for them and um, I I started to get quite sick of Christmas partly because um, Christmas for this retailer begins in November. Um, you know, which is not unusual for the, the retail industry in general, because obviously it's, the, you know, the, the, the biggest chance that a lot of retailers have to make their money. Um, so, you know, it, it makes sense for them to kind of get started on these things as, as early as possible. But mm. for staff, it's just a headache because you're constantly drilled with Christmas music and, you know, Christmas trees and, and all kinds of things from early November, as said. You know, from as as soon as like sort of November the first, um, in the retail business, you know, the, the the business itself is preparing for Christmas, and that means decorations, candles, displays, and and as said, the constant drone of Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." Hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I kind of like. I didn't like that song, but I didn't mind it. There, was, there was a time when I didn't mind it. Now, like, it triggers me so hard now. Like, I can't. Like where we work now, um, you know, they, they play like a lot of Christmas music in the office. And a lot of the time I just have to plug my headphones in and listen to podcasts or something because I, 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 otherwise I would literally go mad. Like I, I can't take 
Christmas music no more. So I'm kind of with you on on the Grinchy side of of, of certain elements of, of Christmas in that way, you know. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess for me, I like to start kind of Christmas at Christmas Eve when I know like my work is done. I'm at home. I can relax. I can chill. I can put my feet up. I can drink a beer. I can smoke some smoke if I want. I could just kind of, you know, just just relax, man. That that's what kind of Christmas um, is for me. It's relaxation, and I enjoy that that kind of side of of being able, I said, to just kind of put my feet up and and yeah, man, and and just breathe a sigh, let let some um, oxygen out, and you know, just just chill, man. Um, I love that. So, yeah, for me, it's kind of Christmas Eve. Really, is when that that period sort of starts. Um, when I'm usually doing that as well, it's usually uh, that it's not unusual for me to have like a, a video game uh, or something like that to play. Um, I tend to find I do a lot of my heavy, heavy gaming over Christmas, so I tend to save like games back um, for the Christmas period, just simply because it's likely that I'll have, you know, three or four days off in a row where I can just sit down and properly play a game. Um, so that's something I've been doing for like a good few years. Um, this year I've, I've got, uh, finally got Yakuza 6, um, which believe it or not, listeners I've had since I think, uh, early October I bought it and it's not been unwrapped or anything because I've been literally waiting for Christmas Eve so I can unwrap it and start playing it then until Christmas morning. Um, <laughs> so that's like what I'm doing. So my thing is, is to, yeah, is to just game man and, and, and play some games. I mean, I remember one year we got, um, we got Godfather the game on, um, on Xbox 360 and, um, my wife is not a gamer, but Godfather is something that she loves. Like she loves the movies. She loves everything around it. So I was able to kind of use that as a way to kind of get her to to be interested in it. Little did I know that we were going to spend all of Christmas Eve, all of Christmas Day and all of Boxing Day playing The Godfather together. Hmm. And literally, and it was mad because like it's not even a two-player game. It's a one-player game. But um, for those of you listeners who, who know The Godfather game and for those of you who don't, um, The Godfather game was... Uh, in terms of the playing mechanics, it was a lot like GTA, Grand Theft Auto, um, in a sense that you controlled this one character. But um, what they did, which, which I kind of liked, was they kind of worked your character's storyline into the storyline of the movie. Um, so you they, you kind of play, you know, different levels around key events that happen in the film. Um, so from that, I think that's the kind of the, the hook that, that got my wife interested. And then... Yeah, man, it was just after that, it was like we were playing that, as said, for three days straight. I think on, um, when was it? I think it was Boxing Day. We woke up at like eight in the morning mm. to go and queue up at Tesco's to go and get like bread, Doritos, um, <laughs> Coke, the um, sweets. Essential. Yeah, the essentials. <laughs> and then literally came back and then jumped on like Godfather again and played <laughs> all the way through. So, um, so yeah, for me this year, I mean, I don't think she's going to join in this year because she's not feeling Yakuza and that's fine because I don't need her. I've got Kiryu. So um, <laughs> yeah, this, this year will be Yakuza 6 for me. So that's going to be my thing. Um, are you going to be uh, doing anything like that? Do you game like more over Christmas or 
is it kind of not really much of a difference to to how you game in in general? No, I, I game more. I think I game more over Christmas as well. Um, I remember there was one Christmas. Jeez, man, I got told off so bad, and I think I literally spent the whole day playing this game on the PlayStation Three called Vanquish, mm. and I ended up clocking the game in one day. I just I was just caning it, like I played it into Boxing Day. And oh, I, I remember Vanquish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Vanquish. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And they kept on, and then people kept coming out and saying, "Yeah, are you coming down?" And I kept on saying, "Yeah, five minutes, five minutes." <laughs> Which is the same thing I say when I'm drunk and I end up stuck in the toilet. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> five minutes, man, five minutes, <laughs> and, and and the hours just roll on. So yeah, so um, this year definitely. Um, I mean, I, I've been on this whole destiny shtick, um, for like a hot minute. So mm. at some point this Christmas, I'm definitely going to be trying to save the universe. Or to continue trying to save the universe. Um, I've still got Spider-Man that I need to finish as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and so like, you know, you know, apparently I've got like a, an Into the Spider-Verse, um, the art of the Into the Spider-Verse book for Christmas from somebody. So that once I flick through that book, um, <coughs> that's, 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 that's going to kick in the... From who? <laughs> yeah? from, who you get that from? I don't know. I don't know. Some it's guy. lies, bro. It's lies. It's lies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some some guy who says he's my best friend or something. I don't know. <laughs> They're lying. So, yeah, nobody reads stuff and you just start getting excited. So I know I'm going to flip the pages and go like, yeah, I'm Spider-Man. I, I can be greater. I can be anything <laughs> other than a mask. Mm. And I'm going to go back to that same level I left it at like three months ago or two months ago and not get past it and just turn it off. <laughs> so... And we'll just go straight back to Destiny, um, but yeah, I I do a lot of my um my game my, my gaming over the Christmas, and um, there's a lot of DLC content that's been released on Destiny too. So I think I'm gonna be on that playing that with my brother. To be fair, so yeah, man, I actually can't wait. I might even hit some up tonight before I go to sleep. Mm. Yeah, if you know listeners, if you if you know Rich Kid, you know he kills Destiny each and every night. So, <laughs> boy, if you, if you're a fan of Destiny, you should probably um, look out for him. In fact, you know what? We'll we'll probably give people our um our PlayStation uh network names. Yeah. Um, towards the end. And, Jay, you know, Jay, 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 Jay. Not PlayStation network names. Do you know how old we sound when we say that? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 what, like, what, what what do the kids say nowadays? Or handlers. I give my handler like like yeah. I don't know why I said it in an American accent, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking that as well. Like, why? <laughs> Wait, isn't it like called a handle or like a tag or something? I don't know. You young, young, you young listeners, like I don't know. Yeah, the whippers, the, the whippersnappers know what we're talking about. <laughs> you know, you know what I feel like. I feel like that Steve Buscemi meme. You know, the one where he goes undercover as a teenager. And he's got his like cap on backwards and a skateboard over his shoulder. And yeah, goes, yeah. What's happening, young people? Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel like that. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, gaming is is really like something fun to do over the Christmas period for both of us. I think, um, as I said, just generally because we, it's the one time of year we probably have more time um, on our hands than than we usually would have. So that's always a fun thing to do. Um, what kind of movies do you watch over Christmas? Like, is there is there any that, that you specifically kind of watched um, growing up that, that stuck with you? Um, was there anything that you watched with the family? I mean, is there anything that, that you and Luca watch now um, or intend to watch over Christmas that um, you'd enjoy together? Yeah. Well, I'm going to get Luca to watch Die Hard. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, before you listen, start. Yippee-ki-yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm joking. <laughs> like, um, 
but you know what like i've never really like once again because of you know the whole retail thing um i've just i've just usually just watched films that have i've grown up with my childhood so it might not even necessarily be like a christmas themed film it's mm. like you know at some point they'll show mary poppins it's not a christmas film but it's one of those films that would that would get played when i was a kid so mm. it, it just reminds me of, of that christmas feeling um I mean, with Luca, I mean, like since he got introduced to Home Alone, yeah, that's it, man. Like, like for me personally, one of the things, like you know, you asked me earlier, like you know, when does it, when does Christmas kick in for you? Christmas officially, officially starts when we watch Home Alone. Mm. We're just like, Daddy, I'm like, yeah, can we watch Kevin? Like, yeah, if you can remember the name of the film, then we can watch <laughs> Home Alone. So why you call it Kevin? Yeah, because daddy, because Kevin's home alone. I'm like, oh, okay, cool, fair enough. So at some point, that's going to get watched in the next five days. And that that's when my Christmas will officially start. And it's funny because I was never a fan of the Home Alone film uh, one or two when I was a kid. I just thought it was just a bit too kiddish and I thought I was a bit too grown and a bit too cool for school. But then going back and watching it, um, and obviously the first one or the first two are directed by one of my favourite directors, John Hughes. Like I actually do feel like a bit of a, a bit of a dumbass, um, just just not liking it for like stupid reasons. But it it's is what is my favorite Christmas film I think, um, and now and and you know I have Luca to thank for reintroducing me to that film. But um, yeah, there's all other films. I mean, like there's you know I think at some point a James Bond film is is Christmas for me. Indiana Jones is like a Christmas film for me. I don't really have any Christmas films per se that that I watch. In particular, I think we slowly but surely, slow, slowly but surely, trying to phase in the Harry Potter films as well. Mm. And yeah, but yeah, that, like I said, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a Scrooge in in in, in that you know that sense. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, like traditionally for me, um, because it was it growing up, we kind of had um, certain things that that we would watch. Um, so kind of like from childhood, the, the two kind of films that always stuck in my head and I always associated with Christmas because it always felt like we would watch it at Christmas. Well, there, I suppose there was three, really. But um, one of them was Mary Poppins. Um, we'd always watch Mary Poppins at, at Christmas, um, particularly when I was really young. Like one of my vivid memories is is watching um Mary Poppins with my mum and and sitting down on the sofa usually on like Christmas Eve or something like that mm. um and sit down and watching Mary Poppins because my mum loves like um Julie Andrews um and so yeah you know any kind of Julie Andrews I mean she, she tried to get me to watch The Sound of Music once when I was really young and I, I didn't appreciate it at all um but as I got older I was like oh, okay I can see kind of like why you like this film but um yeah Mary Poppins was was something you know that and and Dick Van Dyke because uh, yeah my mum loved Dick Van Dyke as well um so you know we we always were checking for for Mary Poppins almost every Christmas I, I think right up until I turned about 10 or 11 we were we were always on Mary Poppins um there was also uh Home Alone 2 specifically um, that was something me and my older sister used to watch together um, mm. because I, I don't know why Home Alone 2 over Home Alone 1, I guess because Home Alone 2 has the more, because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but both of them are kind of set over Christmas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. both of them are they're Christmas yeah. films. Yeah. 
But I think for some reason, Home Alone 2 maybe leans into the Christmas thing a bit more um, than, than Home Alone 1. I, I mean, again, maybe I'm not remembering them clearly. So, yeah, please do correct me, listeners, if, if I'm wrong. Um, I haven't seen either of them in, in years now. But You're actually right, Jay. They're, they're, yeah. they're like Home Alone, because it's the setting. The, set, the first one is set like just in the house and in the town. Yeah. Whereas like the second one is set in New York. Yes, it's in the um uh Trump Tower, isn't it? That yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's it's that hotel um uh, around Trump Tower, isn't it, that, that he gets stuck in. Um yeah, so so Home Alone 2 was always kind of the one that 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 kind of stuck out as the Christmas movie, and as said, me and my older sister used to watch that all the time. Um, you know, the 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 lady, um, I mean, I mean, I know you know this, Rich. Um, I'm not sure if necessarily all of the listeners know this or remember, but um, the pigeon lady was actually um, the nurse from Casualty. I've, I've forgotten her name now. Um, oh, like his, his name, like Brenda or something like that. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up real quick. Sorry, listeners. I know this is not great for podcasting, but bear me one second. I'm just gonna. Um, look up her actual name because i remember when the first time when me and my sister watched home alone 2 we were like hold on a minute that's like so and so from casualty um for for people outside of the uk who who don't know what the hell we're talking about casualty was a um well i guess it still is because it is still on isn't it Um, casualty yeah that is a national Um, treasure bro yeah casualty's been going on in the uk for years years and years i mean as far back as i can remember um, casualty has, has been a thing basically casualty is a, a television drama produced by the bbc and it's set in a, an accident in emergency um room um in a in a hospital in in uh, a fictional town in in the uk and it's basically um these stories about um you know people who turn up with various different injuries and, and situations um and this group of doctors who work within this this um accident and emergency department and kind of the the, the problems they have treating these various injuries whilst dealing with their own personal lives and things like that but effectively it's it's for the benefit of the american listeners it's er but the yeah. british version um and with more kind of drama and less of the the razzmatazz of, of no know, George Clooney. Basically. There's no George Clooney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no George Clooney in that one. Um, but yeah, yeah, Casualty was was like a big, big um, deal, and well, as Richard said, it still is a a, a massive deal. I mean, I think it's ch- rebranded to kind of like Holby City or something like that now. No, no, so Holby Holby City, or it's Holby City, like the spin off of that. Yeah, so Holby City is, but I think it's basically it's another part of the actual hospital or something. If right. I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It, sorry, her name. So the actress's name is is Brenda Fricker. Ah, yeah. There and we. Um, yeah, that's so you were right. Yeah, her first name is Brenda, and um, she plays the pigeon lady in Home Alone too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as said, she is like a, a kind of stalwart of of British television because of. Her role in in Casualty, which um, she was in for many many years, and she was, um, you know, it it was so. I remember to to me, it was so weird to see her like in this role because she was just so associated with this this British TV show. So, um, you know, it was a it was a crazy thing to to kind of see her there um, pop up in in the movie like that, you know. Um, but yeah, man, that that was pretty cool. But yeah, Home Alone 2 was was definitely a big one. Um, 
I enjoyed like obviously all of the violence that um Kevin would inflict on on the bad guys. Yeah. Um and of course his use of the movie as well in the background and you know the dialogue in that movie. I, I can never remember the name of that movie. You know the 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 gangster movie that he always um puts on. No, me neither. Me neither. Yeah. But the thing is the first one mm. if I remember correctly the first film I don't think it's unless I'm making it up. I don't think it's an actual movie. Mm. I think it yeah, might not be actually yeah. for that. And I think maybe the second one is an actual movie, mm. like, like Home Alone Lost in New York. So the, the, the clip is that he uses from an actual film. I'm, I don't know why I'm thinking that. I don't know. I don't know. Can you, can you Google it? Um, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Give me two seconds. Um, and and while you're doing that, um, speaking of Luca, he, he's walked in. So I don't know if you've heard him. I just him. heard him. Yes. <laughs> so listeners, um, Richard's son has arrived home. Uh, that's why you heard the noise there. Um, so yeah, Luca's in the house with us as well. Um, Hello. Hi, Luca. How are you? Feeling great. Excellent. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Are you going to watch uh, Home Alone this Christmas? Um. Yes. Yeah. You're going to watch it with Daddy. Yes. Good. Good. Who's your favorite character? Is it Kevin? Yes. Why do you like? <laughs> why do you like Kevin? Um. He do He always doesn't talk. He always doesn't talk. <laughs> what are you talking about? Kevin always talks. And what does he say to them? Merry Christmas. And what, what else does he say? Don't be getting mad now. What does he say? Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. They can't see you smiling, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that doesn't um that doesn't work on podcast, Lou. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Is there any voice that they can hear? It's like a telephone. Okay. Okay? Yes. You're tired. Yes. Okay, night night. Ah, okay. So according to Wikipedia, yeah, uh, the film within a film, Angels with Filthy Souls, had a sequel in Home Alone 2, Angels with Even Filthier Souls. Yeah. Both Angels meta films featured the character actor Ralph Foodie as a stereotypical 1930s mobster named Johnny. Yeah. Um so yeah, so no, I, I don't think they are real. I think they yeah. um they, they made them specifically for the Home Alone movies. Yeah. And, and for those skits, which is it's quite advanced when you think about it, quite meta for for them to do that in you know the nineteen nineties. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That that's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, Home Alone is is a movie I like to watch a lot. And the other movie I like to watch, and I know you remember this one, Richard. Though uh, I don't know if many of our listeners will, is a movie called The Wiz. Um, oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Now, The Wiz, for those of you that, that don't know, is um, a fantasy movie. It's it's also a musical. Um, it came out originally, I think, towards the end of the 70s. I, I, I want to say like 1979 or something like that, or yeah, 78, maybe. maybe. 1980. Yeah, yeah, possibly even 1980, yeah. Um, and The Wiz is, is basically like a musical retelling of The Wizard of Oz story. Um, but The Wiz starred uh, Diana Ross, um, Michael Jackson, uh, Richard Pryor, um, a few other people as well. I think there was like, um, I can't remember who who the, the, the big, big names were in black it, but people. all of the... There was hmm? black people, it was black people, just say, is it? Yeah. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, yeah, it was a, it was a soul music kind of version of, of The Wizard of Oz, really. 
Um, and we used to watch that a lot because it was like, it was all Quincy Jones and, you know, it was all kind of his um, productions in terms of the songs. I think he wrote most of the songs. He produced most of the songs for the movie. Um, and I said it had like kind of two of the biggest names out of Motown records in, you know, Diana Ross and Michael Jackson um, in the cast. Um, Michael Jackson, I think, played the Scarecrow. I'm trying to remember who he played. I'm I'm, I'm, bringing, I'm bringing it up now. I'm, I'm googling it. Hold on, two seconds. It was yeah. 1978. It came out. Ah, 1978. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, two sex. Yeah, Michael Jackson was the Scarecrow. Diana mm. Ross played Dorothy. Yeah, that's right. See, Russell played the Tin Man. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember him. Yeah, and then yeah. I think um, Ted Ross was Cowardly Lion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Richard Pryor yeah. was the Wiz mm. or the Wizards. Mm. And the thing is, like, I'm, I know all these people by faces, I, but I don't. I realize I just know them. I don't know them by names. Mm, mm. <laughs> well, a lot of them are, are like kind of character actors that were kind of yeah um, always around, weren't they? But um, mm. you you never really got to to know their names as such because they were from that that era of the seventies. So yeah, 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 it was kind of tricky getting to know like you know the names of them and and, and who they were, and especially considering we were young when. Um, I mean, the first time I remember seeing The Wiz, I think I was about seven, yeah, uh, maybe six or seven. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have been easy for us to, to spot that. But um, this is it's a cult classic, man. So if you've never heard of The Wiz, go and, and check out some of the clips on YouTube, man, because especially if you're a big Motown music fan, um, yeah, you'll love it because it was, as I said, it was the cream of the crop from, from Motown performing songs and, and writing music for it as well. Um and one yeah, more, that was one of the things we love to do. One more thing. One more thing mm. about The Wiz, mm. which is pretty much awesome. Um, Luther Van Dross was uncredited, had like an uncredited role as one of the choir singers in there. But oh, really? I'm just looking at who, who Blimmin directed this film, and it was Sydney, Sydney Lume. No way, really? For real, for real, bruv. Shit. <laughs> okay. Well, there you go, listeners. Like cinema fucking legend Sydney Lumet directed The Wiz. I didn't even know that. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I did know that you just sworn and Luca's with me. <laughs> oh, sorry, Luca. <laughs> he can't hear me, can he? Uh, yeah, he's asleep. But yeah. Oh, okay, okay, cool. That's all right. He'll probably swear in his sleep then. That's yeah, cool. probably. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I had no idea. Jeez, that that's. Yeah. That's amazing. I wonder how he got involved in the pro. I'll have to look that up, listeners. Sorry, we'll, we'll do that another time. Right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, I wonder how he got involved in that. Yeah, let's say it now. Like, like yeah, for the new year, mm. uh, there's going to be an episode where we just talk about our favorite directors, favorite actors, favorite actresses. Yeah, well, yeah. Let's just do that now because that mm. that's actually really throwing me off. Not in a bad way, but like just because. No, no, not at all. It's yeah. just because it's surprising. You don't, mm. you know, considering I said he is. You know, I mean, he's in the American Film Industry Hall of Fame, Sidney Lumet. Um, you know, for those of you who who may not necessarily recognize the name, you'll certainly know his movies, especially if you're a movie fan. Um, you know, he was a guy who was credited with kind of really having a huge effect on on reshaping um, American cinema in sort of the late 60s and early 70s. And um, as said, he, he directed some of the absolute um, classics. Uh, particularly, you know, some of the movies he did with Al Pacino, like Serpico and, yeah. you know, Dog Day Afternoon and, mm -hmm. and things like that. So, um, you Twelve know, Angry he... Men. Yes, Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, I said, a, 
you know that's considered one of the greatest films ever made so mm -hmm. um yeah you know that, that that's blown my mind as well to think that he directed the whiz that's you know the boy barry gordy was definitely pulling some strings to to get in the big guns for that one wasn't he mm. um but yeah as richard said you know we'll, we'll definitely go through um something like that in the new year man that's a good shout so i think yeah going forward we'll we'll have a look at doing that but um yeah those are kind of the main um sort of movies that i like to watch really over the the christmas period um later on in life uh, i started to get into watching the planet of the apes movies particularly the original ones um because i've kind of always been a fan of those um i don't know why that's become a christmas thing specifically there, there isn't any kind of um christmas reason i can think of as to why i did but you know, it just is what it is, I guess. So I, I just kind of did. And yeah, Planet of the Apes was, was always my thing. So, hmm. so yeah, man, that, that was it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like another thing that I wanted to, to talk about listeners is um, just briefly is that, you know, I know that um, out there, there may be some of you who are listening to this, who may be facing the prospect of, of spending Christmas by yourself. Um, I was doing a bit of reading and I realized that this is something that's not in uncommon at all to um, people. And there can be a variety of different reasons as to why um, people find themselves alone at this time of year. Um, and it's something that, you know, I know from experience, having spent a Christmas alone can be a very difficult thing to deal with, um, you know, both psychologically and emotionally. Um so, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of give like a little bit of advice from sort of my experience. And, you know, Rich, obviously you can um, jump in, you know, with your observations as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I just wanted to kind of give a few uh, kind of pointers for those of you who may be listening to this, who who may be facing that. So, you know, one of the the key things that, that people say when you are on your own at, at this time of year um, is to maybe, you know, try not to allow yourself to get stuck in the house so even if you can't necessarily go and, and visit anybody um you know it might be a good idea to to just go and take a walk um you know do, wherever you live uh be that in a city or or in you know the country somewhere um doesn't really matter you know um it's never a bad idea to be kind of out and, and stretching the legs um one of the things you notice at this time of year is that it's very very quiet um and though the quiet can be unnerving at times, it can also be quite refreshing and it means you can take things in. Um, it allows you to kind of be more aware of, you know, the environment around you and some of the details and some of the things that we miss on a day to day basis because, you know, we're going from here, there and everywhere. And, um, you know, sometimes it, it makes it easier to, to kind of absorb some of the natural beauty around you, even if you live in the city, um, you know, as, as Richard and I do, um, there, there's still kind of things that you pass every day that, you know, you don't realize. And then suddenly on a day like Christmas day, when as said it, you know, the, the streets are generally very quiet. Um, you know, it makes it easier for you to kind of go in and, you know, absorb things and, and the fresh air just is always good for the body. You know, there, there's never a time that it's not good for the body. So I would always um, recommend that you try and, you know, get out if, if you can. Um, if you can't get out, then, you know, there's lots of things that, that you can do indoors as well. Um, I always find that having, you know, a good book helps. 
Um, there's lots of good books that are available for you at the moment. Um, one book which I'm happy to, to plug and push is uh, a book that we've spoken about on our IGTV channel on, on Instagram, which is Rosewater by Tade Thompson. Um, it's especially good if you're a sci-fi fan, and uh, I would imagine you are a sci-fi fan if you're listening to us. Um, and you know, it, it's a book with lots and lots of big ideas, but it handles all of those big ideas really well. And it's the type of story that is easy for you to get wrapped up in. Um, so if you find yourself a, a quiet moment and, you know, with your mind wandering and you need something to focus on, then, you know, a book like Rosewater will, will definitely do that for you. Um, but reading in general, as I said, is, is very good. Um, I'm sure Rich can recommend a couple of graphic novels and, and things that you can read in a minute as well yeah yeah um you know so that's definitely something I, I would recommend that you do um if you find yourself really at um a point where you feel you need help um then don't forget you know there is always things like crisis um that you can call um i can say from personal experience that crisis are amazing and that you know the volunteers who work for them are are just the most incredible people that you'll ever come across um, because, you know, they, they are people who have tremendous empathy, uh, are brilliant listeners and, you know, will say nothing when nothing needs to be said, um, and will say something when something needs to be said. Uh, and sometimes, you know, for, for some people like me, that's, you know, kind of where you find yourself and, um, that's kind of the thing that you need. So definitely, you know, if you feel, that you are in a place where you you need to talk to somebody then you know give crisis a call um obviously the the number is different for different regions so you know i i would recommend based on on where you are in the world and, and listening to this that um you give crisis a google um you should get a number for that i mean i think there are american equivalents for for crisis as well so uh you should be able to find something relevant to to that as well um, and if you're a gamer, um, you know, you could do like we do and get yourself a, a game, um, you know, prepare yourself for the, the period and get hold of, of a game, preferably something that's quite involved that, again, will keep your, your mind active and sharp and, um, you know, get gaming. Um, right now, there's a heck of a load of, of gaming communities out there. Um, you know, some of them aren't always the greatest, I know, but there are plenty that are quite good and quite welcoming. Um, and, you know, if you do sort of crave interaction with other people, then, you know, gaming can always be a, a great way to do that. You know, that's one of the the things that I believe in, in strongly is, you know, the ability of things like gaming and gaming communities to, to bring people together and to bring like-minded people together um, and to give them the opportunity to uh, to feel a connection to someone. So I would definitely have a look and, and, and see what, you know, you can find out there. Um, but yeah, Rich, I mean, what, what kind of graphic novels would you recommend for, for people if they need something to, to kind of read that's uh comic book based maybe, um, over the Christmas period, if, if they've got downtime by themselves. I mean, like I would suggest maybe something that's like really quite fantasy based. Sorry, like it, listeners. I mean, I'm not sure if you can hear Jay, but, Lucas crashed out and he's snoring. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, <laughs> like he's he's snoring like yeah. a big person. I'm I'm, I'm slightly upset. <laughs> this cat has just crawled in, and he, he's just he's because he he usually tries to sleep with Luca. So oh, okay. Can't find him, and now he's just in the bed. And now he's just staring at me. 
and I'm, <laughs> or if he wants to fight, but I'm just really not in the mood because I've got the laptop on my on my stomach. So if it if any if it goes, if it kicks off, it kicks off. Yeah, yeah it kicks off. <laughs> about that life. But, um, I mean, but graphic novel wise, I mean, I mean, one of the things that I really like to do if I really want to get lost, let's say if I am feeling a bit down or anything like that, um, I try to I try to aim for more fantasy based. Um, graphic novels so I mean you can you can choose something say like like the wicked and the divine which mm. is like an, an amazing graphic novel which is basically about you know gods basically coming you know being reincarnated but they're, they're almost like rock stars and superstars um so so it's not too far out that you know that if you if it's not really your your type of genre it's still quite real world based um but it's, it's really really nice there's a, another graphic novel called Black Science, which is, is a science fiction-based graphic novel, which is uh, about, you know, a, it's almost like a, a darker version, but a lot more real science fiction, in my eyes, version of Lost in Space, which is a, I don't know if you guys, well, well obviously you guys who are listeners, you've probably seen the reboot that they did on Netflix uh, this year. But is that the reboot was based on a '60s TV show, uh, and it, and that in in its turn was basically a, a science fiction version of the 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 story, the Swiss Family Robinson. Mm. So I mean, yeah, so, so I mean, those those are two really really good graphic novels that I, I could recommend right now. Um, and another one that I've I've mentioned I have mentioned before, which is called Saga, um, which is really good and is basically about a couple uh, raising a child in you know in the future and they're both from different races and just like dealing with particular problems so at the same time as much as you want to escape you you know you you don't want to escape and and feel isolated or, or alone um because there are people out there who who are facing facing the same problems that you that you know that you, you may be facing if you know if you're feeling upset and feeling that you know you're not not really wanted um so yeah so i i think losing yourself in something else is, is is quite nice but then at the same time not to lose yourself too much and just to realize that you know everybody has these problems you know and and where there's a will there's a way and um you can you can find those answers in you know the most the most peculiar of places so you know just keep your head up and uh you know pick up a book pick up a comic book you know play some computer games like i said me and jay are going to give our you know our our, our tags you know, at the, at the end of the show, our handlers, um, and yeah, man, like you know, there's there's already so, there's always somebody out there for for somebody. So yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. I mean, Rich has really hit the nail on the head there. I think um, you know the key thing to always remember is um, you know you're never truly alone, uh, uh, no matter how lonely you feel. Um, you know, there is always somebody out there who is in a similar position to you or if not in a similar position to you can empathize with with what you're feeling um you know you're never ever alone um that that's always the the important thing to remember um i, I just took a quick visit to uh, a website while richard was talking called verywellmind.com um and they've got a host of uh, like a, a long list of different things you can do um there's two really practical ones that i actually think are, are really useful to to bear in mind one is that you know you're likely i'm assuming if you're listening to us you're likely to have a social media and access to social media 
So it's never really a, a bad idea to to visit social media. Um, I would say, you know, try and stay away from places where you're likely to see lots of pictures of people together with their families smiling, eating turkey and things like that, because that probably isn't going to help. Um, but, you know, it's never too bad to kind of arrange a, a, an online Skype chat with a friend. If you've got, you know, somebody who you talk to regularly, who maybe isn't based in the country you're based in, um, you know, it's not a, a difficult thing to maybe organize a, a Skype chat and, and have a chat with them over the Christmas period. And, you know, maybe just catch up and, and talk about how you're feeling and how things are going for you in life. Um, I think that's quite a, you know, a, a practical thing that people can do. Um, and another suggestion they've made, which I think is a great suggestion, is volunteering. Um, you know, if you feel uh, up to it, I, I think it's a great idea to volunteer um, because, you know, there are so many organizations out there, um, certainly, you know, in this city alone, in London, where we live, there's there's countless organizations that really, you know, could do with a bit of help over Christmas. Um you know, from soup kitchens to, you know, homeless charities to hospices to, you know, all of these places need, um, always need bodies uh, over the Christmas period. Um, and, you know, the, these people who, who use these uh, facilities are often, um, you know, desperate to speak to somebody as well, just to have a chat, um, you know, and something that like volunteering can be very, very rewarding at, at that time of year, you know, um, it's one of those things I've always wanted to do and I've never ever managed to get around to doing it. But I've always said that, you know, one year I am going to go to a soup kitchen and to um, and just give up a few hours over Christmas Day and, you know, maybe um, feed some people who, who need it and have a few chats and and get to know people because I think it's a, a great way of um, feeling like, you know, you're doing something over Christmas and, and doing something worthwhile as well. So um, those are two things that, that I definitely would, would recommend to you listeners if, if as said, you do find yourself in that position. Um, but if you want other advice, as said, this website I found is called verywellmind.com. Um, so go and check that out as well and, and you know, see what other things they've, they've got to offer on there. Um, did you want to add anything else to that, Rich? Or no, I think you've, you've, you've kind of like ticked quite a few boxes there, so yeah, cool. All right, well, let's lighten the, the tone a little bit. So, um, Rich, what's the best Christmas present you've had and the worst Christmas present that you've had? Hey, best Christmas present, I think the best Christmas present might have been from my mum. And that was, yeah, and it, it was Metroplex. Which was oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was spoiled, bro. Me and my sister mm. talked about it the other day. We were spoiled. Like, even when we didn't have money, like, our parents, they, they still, like, they, you know, they still provided. So, yeah, man, like, so, you know, th big shout out to them and thanks a lot. But, yeah, but Metroplex, like, you know, like, I mean, it, it's weird because even when I had it and thinking back to it now and I've seen boxes, that have, you know, at Comic-Cons that have the original Metroplex. And it's not that big. Mm. But then, like, you read the comic book, and then when you buy the other Transformers toys, and then you, like, you see, like, the back of the box, and it's like, yeah, like, these... The, basically, for listeners out there, Metroplex was actually the base or the transforming base that the Autobots lived in. So imagine, on a much, much bigger scale, but imagine um, Buckingham Palace 
and all these, you know, and like all the royal family and their servants are transformers. But Buckingham Palace itself can transform into like a robot and can transform into a tank and can transform into like a like a floating space station. Um, that's basically what Metroplex was. Aside from the fact that it, in scale comparison to the rest of the Transformers, it wasn't that big. But as a kid, I was just like, oh my God, it's massive. But, um, you know, I'd got like Hot Rod, I had Optimus Prime, I had Bumblebee, I had um, Springer, like which was a triple changer. Um, in fact, Springer was in the last um, amazing Transformers film that, that, that we had. Um, but yeah, but so like, and I actually wanted all these other Transformers so they could live in this big Transformer. And um, and like I said, it, it was it was just like the best present because my mom kept on saying to me like, no, I can't get it. Your dad said you're not gonna do that. you're not gonna be allowed to have it. It's oh, it's gonna be too expensive. Oh, it's gonna be too big, and you don't keep your room tidy. And literally, like Christmas morning, I ripped open that piece of paper, and that was it, man. Nobody saw me. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was living my best life. <laughs> and, um, and what do you say? So did you say best and worst, or did you just say best? No, worst as well. Worst. Listen, mm. nothing's going to take, like every time, you're going to ask me this question every single year, right? And it's going to be the same answer. An ex-girlfriend's mum gave me a candle. <laughs> <laughs> gave me a candle. Oh my God. <laughs> a and candle. Listen, fan, fans, if you don't know, like fans, like listeners, if you didn't hear me, yeah? She gave me a candle. This isn't the 19th century. <laughs> we haven't been hit by like an electromagnetic pulse where electricity doesn't work right <laughs> yeah we're not living on an island where my best friend is called wilson <laughs> yeah <laughs> like but yet i got a candle don't get me wrong i used the hell out of that candle because i'm that guy but i was given a candle <laughs> i'm just gonna leave it out there that's it <laughs> So was it a Yankee candle or just just a plain old regular candle with a wick and that was it? All right. Uh -huh. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question, Jason. So if it was a Yankee candle, would it make any damn difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, at least, um, I mean, at least if it was a Yankee candle, you could turn around and say, okay, well, it's got a nice flagrant. So, you know, whatever. But if it was just like a bog standard <laughs> candle no, it was that you got from like some emergency shelter, like that, that's just that that's basically somebody saying, fuck you. I don't like you. <laughs> like, I can't be bothered to go out and get you like something that's going to mean anything to you or make any difference to your life. I'm just going to pick up the first shit that I see. And that's your gift. It, it was a candle that had vanilla sticks in it, which is cool. <laughs> that's fair enough. Like I said, I'm that guy. I mean, we don't really talk about it on on this on show because it's in not really related to what we talk about. But anybody who out there who knows me, I, I love perfumes and aftershaves. I love I like I like nice men and things. I, I like candles as well. So in that respect, I appreciated it for that. Like oh, a candle. But for Christmas, like come on, like <laughs> no, just, just like just give me a voucher for something. Mm. Like you know, like because to me, I'm one of those people where. Jason and Jason can can you know can you know he can attest to this as well. I don't like to give presents that aren't going to be used, or presents that can be used out. So, for example, I hate that thing of, oh, if it's somebody's birthday, and like they haven't got your birthday present. Oh, when we go out for a drink, like you know to celebrate, I'll get you a drink for your birthday. 
no, don't get me a drink for my birthday because what's going to happen is that you're going to give me a drink for my birthday and that by the end of the night, I'm going to pee you out. Like, mm. you know, like I, I think it's a very, it's, there's not much, I'm not saying that I'm not grateful for it, but the thought process behind it, I don't think yeah. it goes into yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's not a thoughtful gift. Yeah. It's, it's uh, um, I need to get you something. Yeah. And I guess you kind of like this, so that will do. Like, yeah. th that, that's literally what it is. Yeah, you know it is. It's you know for for any for anybody who's out there, yeah, it's a quick thing, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, as it is, mm. it's a quick thing. Oh man, hold on. It's my man's birthday today. Was it's, it's Christmas? Have you got my present? No. You know Christmas is tomorrow. You know. Okay, mm. we run out to the card shop. Oh, okay, let me get a card then. How much is that candle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grab me. No, no. What? How much? No, no. Just grab me one. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that, yeah that's it man. like listen like unless something else changes yeah this is going to be the same answer that i give next year as well and the same answer i give the year after <laughs> so, <laughs> until the end of days until christmas is banned or something ridiculous mm. Well, boy, I don't even know what to say about that, man. Like, <laughs> other than I feel your pain. But, um, yeah, I mean, for me, the probably the best gift, that, the, the one that always kind of sticks out for me is my first bike um, that I got. The reason why it sticks out is because um, for us, well, for me, listeners, you know, when, when I was growing up, you know, I... I in some ways I was hugely fortunate because I had such a great childhood. Um, but there were times when childhood was hard. Uh, you know, we didn't uh, like rich, you know, we, we kind of rich and I kind of come from very similar backgrounds and <clears throat> our parents weren't necessarily the most well off. And in a lot of cases had to work, you know, two jobs, three jobs, do different things, you know, cut corners to make ends meet because, <coughs> oh, excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, um, you know, I had to cut corners to make ends meet because life could could be difficult. And, um, you know, that was the case for us at, at times. As said, you know, I'm, I'm not bemoaning that in any way, because in, in many ways, um, you know, my, my mother and, and my stepdad really did everything they could to, to make the difference for us. So. So, yeah, you know, they, they I really do appreciate what, what they did, but but times could be hard and it meant that you know, there were some Christmases, uh, especially when I was younger, where, um, you know, you kind of just had to make do with with whatever it was that, that my parents could afford. Because, um, you know, my parents uh, taught me from a, a young age that there was no Father Christmas because, um, you know, my mum always believed that we should, you know, appreciate the, the value of, of kind of the gifts that you're being given and how much it is that a person may have had to have um not sacrificed but i guess you know kind of had to they had to put in work to to get these things so so anyway I, you know it, this was a, about a period in my life when i really wanted a bike you know all my friends at school had a bike and i didn't have a bike um i had a scooter i, I think it was um, at that point, but I never had a bike, you know, and I really wanted to learn how to ride a bike. And, you know, I kept pestering my stepdad about it and stuff like that. And I remember asking my mum and <coughs> <coughs> sorry, listeners, I've got a serious frog in my throat here, but um, 
you know, I kept pestering my mum about, you know, wanting the bike and mum was sort of like, well, I don't know, we'll have to see because, you know, times might be hard. And, you know, it, it, as said, they were both kind of working two jobs at the same time and, and, and things like that. Um, anyhow, they, they somehow managed to keep it quiet from me that they managed to get this bike. And um, it turns out, you know, my my dad, this was at a time in, in Britain for the British listeners when you could get things off the back of a lorry. Um, they'll know what that means. Um, but for American listeners, it basically just means you, you. Um, I guess the way you guys would describe it would be, you know, somebody gave you a hookup. So somebody knew somebody who knew somebody who could get you a bike for um, for, for cheaper than it would have been in, in the shops. Um, how they got hold of it is, well, boy, I'll, I'll leave that to your imagination. But um, yeah, basically, the, uh, my parents had, had managed to get hold of a, a BMX bike for me, and they kept it a secret for like weeks and weeks and weeks. Um, and then I always remember, you know, kind of waking up Christmas morning and kind of feeling like, you know, happy that it was Christmas morning, but kind of not really expecting anything. And then coming down the stairs um, into the living room, um, seeing my mom and my stepdad standing by the Christmas tree in this big old package next to the tree. And I was like, what's that? And they're like, that's for you. Um, something like her. And, you know, I go to the package, I unwrap it, and there inside is is this boxed up BMX bike. And I remember just crying and crying and crying. Um, and they were like, what are you crying for? Like, <laughs> do you want us to give you something to cry for? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, no, it's just, I'm so happy, you know. Um, and I always kind of remember that because of, as I said, it, it made me appreciate, you know, just how much my parents had to go through in order to to do that, to, to, to keep me happy. Um, you know, so it's one of those things that I will forever be grateful for till the, the day I die from them, you know. Um, and I hope it's been something that has kind of shaped the way that I view, you know, the, the gifts that I get from other people. And it, and it makes me appreciate the fact that, you know, somebody has put thought into to what they want to give to me and, and, and has made, as said, sacrifices or has made an effort to, to kind of, you know, do something for me to, to, to make me happy. And that's always really kind of overwhelmed me, you know, Um so yeah, that that's probably always the the gift that kind of sticks out in my head. The worst gift, boy. Well, I think for me, and you know, I'm just gonna come out and say it. Every fucking year, my mother-in-law buys me Lynx box sets. I hate them. I hate Lynx box sets. For those of you that don't know, for the Americans in the audience, Lynx is basic. The, the equivalent of Lynx is Axe. So, you know, Axe body spray and things like that. You know, the gift sets that they do. Yeah. She yeah, buys me yeah. that every fucking year. And every year I say, I do not use this. Please don't buy it for me because it's just going to sit in the cupboard. Mm. And what does she do? She goes to the shop and she takes her money and she buys another Lynx box set for me. And it's got to the point now where I'm just like, I've got a collection of these things sitting in the cupboard where that, that haven't even been open going back three, four years. And it, it, it like, I'm not even going to, I'm never going to open that kind of webs because then this podcast is going to turn into something else where I'm just, <laughs> where I'm just griping for an hour and a half about my mother in law. So I'm not going to do that. But yeah, it's, mm, 
yeah <laughs> the 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 links slash axe body set is is not something you want to be given to anybody other than a teenager exactly. and you're only giving it to them because they need to wash um otherwise like you know please try and put a bit of thought into it um so yeah that's got to be the worst person for me so when you say you got the candle, I, I, that's you know I, I feel the pain of the candle because I'm in an equivalent situation with the links. So mm. yeah, there you go. But um, yeah, man, <laughs> those are the the, the worst um, best of our Christmas presents that we've got. Um, so man, I, I mean, let's jump into uh, some of the questions of the week or the question of the week rather. Um, for those of you that, that don't know, we, we do like to every now and again put out a question to our listeners um, on social media and to get them involved. And, you know, it's something that we, we kind of have lost our way a little bit towards the end of the year with that. But it's something that um, definitely going forward next year, I'm, I'm going to try and remain consistent with that um, and come up with some things so that we can get you, the listeners, more involved in the show and, and things like that as well. Um so anyway, for this episode, because it was a Christmas themed episode, I, I decided to ask um, all of our listeners out there, you know, what's your favorite uh, movie or TV show to watch over Christmas? Um, Rich, you, I mean, you kind of touched on on the things you like to do over Christmas and I've kind of touched on mine. Um, but we'll head right over to Instagram and we'll check some of the comments there. So, Rich, if you want to uh, read the Instagram comments for me. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, so we've got Drea underscore 3K and their favourite Christmas movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas. We've got Uncle Anks. What's good, Anchor? <laughs> Long time, man. Um, mm. The Harry Potter films, Lord of the Rings trilogy and old school kung fu movies such as like Fearless Hyena. Mm. Actually, I think we need to go to his house, bro. Hey, <laughs> trust. I spent a Christmas yeah. at, at Uncle Hank's house. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad, bro. It was wicked. I can't even lie. I loved it, man. Oh, man. So, yeah, big up to you, Hanks, man. Um, we've got Cream Pogs uh, with Jingle All The Way. Uh, we've got Sharpie uh, uh, with Gone With The Wind. And then we've got From Under The Thumb with uh, When Harry Met Sally. Hmm. So that's quite interesting because I mean, the majority of those films, none of those are none of those are really Christmas films, you know, really. Yeah, well, well, Jingle All the Way is, isn't it? I mean, Jingle All the Way yeah. is, is is a Christmas film. Yeah, Jingle um, All the Way, The Grinch Stole Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, hmm. Gone of the Wind, When Harry Met Sally. Hmm. They're just your standards, like feel good movies, really. If you think hmm. about it. I think what what I noticed from a lot of people's answers is that the the movies that, and and TV shows that they like to watch over this period are ones that evoke certain feelings. Yeah, what I mean. Um, so I guess it's like you said, it's it's feel good, isn't it? And I guess yeah, Christmas is a, a time of year where we like to feel good about ourselves and you know about our friends and our family and and the people that we love. So. Um, I guess it kind of makes sense, but we, we've actually got like a really diverse cross section of movies. So yeah. um, I'll go through some of the ones uh, that we've got elsewhere. Can, yeah. can I just add some to like, because I know I don't really, I gave you like a list of sort of movies that I watch. Mm. Like, Love Actually. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. <laughs> and you know, anybody who knows this film will know the reason why, but there's actually two reasons why. But The Holiday. Have you seen The Holiday? Uh, remind me, is that the one with Sandra Bullock and 
uh, what's the name? Cameron Diaz, is that it? No, but Cameron Diaz is in it. Okay. And hold on, who does she swap with? Yeah, because she like, swaps with somebody, don't she? Yeah, yeah she swaps with somebody else. Mm. And then but she ends up, she ends up like basically, and I, I've got the hot for Cameron Diaz from when I first saw it in like the mask, but she ends up dating like Jude Law. Listen, fam, those two. <laughs> 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 yeah. Jesus, when well, I said it all, man, like you, as soon as you said the name Jude Law, that was that. <laughs> you know by now, Richard is is a Jude Law, Jude Law fanboy, so yeah, you know that. <laughs> You know that stuff. Oh, okay. So it's um, it's Cameron Diaz and Kate Winslet. That's it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And Jack Black. Um, and yes, and Jack Black. Yeah. Um, yeah. Leads. Mm. Yeah. So that makes sense. Okay. Well, um, in case you didn't know it, listeners, um, Richard is a very soppy guy, and um, yeah, <coughs> <coughs> that explains everything, really. All right, so um, what else did we get? We got uh, some Facebook answers. So from Facebook, uh, we had Alex who said Back to the Future. Um, Victor said Elf and Bad Santa. Um, Raya says she likes to watch the Harry Potter movies with her dad. Um, and Kathleen said Elf, uh, The Holiday, same as you. Love Actually, um, Home Alone. And she's introducing her daughter to Gremlins, which hey. is a, a classic Christmas movie, man. I can't believe I overlooked Gremlins. That's another film I'd love That's to watch. Every movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is scary, but you know what? Scary's a bit fun at Christmas time sometimes. Mm -hmm. mm. Sorry, just having a swig of water. Um, so, yeah, those are the, the Facebook comments. And then from Twitter, um, we got uh, IG88 said bad santa uh lizzie boredom uh, she lizzie gave us a long list so i'm sorry lizzie I'm, I'm not going to be able to go through all of these but i've i've shortened it down um so we've got uh the nightmare before christmas uh mickey's christmas carol which i, I forgot about mickey's christmas carol i kind of like that oh yeah um the ranking bass christmas movies which is wow like a, a good shout man because there's a good few of those um Again, for those of you not knowing who listen, uh, who are listening to us, Rankin Bass is um, or was a, a very big British uh, movie studio. Um, their heyday was probably uh, God. What would you say their Rankin Bass heyday was? What probably the fifties, maybe? What films did they make? Fifties and sixties. Why is it? The name sounds familiar, but I'm, I'm is not. I'm not getting anything. Oh, they the Rankin Bass did like so much stuff. Um, hold on, I'm going to bring up the. Uh, their filmography um but there's loads of things that they did um oh blimey they were producing right up until kind of uh right up until sort of 2007 oh apologies sorry they're not british they're an american company um ranking best so yeah got that wrong um god damn it jay <laughs> all right so here's some of the the ranking bass movies it's mostly uh animated productions um the big productions are the swan princess okay um tom and jerry's take on the nutcracker uh okay. the, the last unicorn yeah uh, santa claus is coming to town the original hobbit um the mouse on the mayflower uh the flight of the dragons let's see what else is there oh the little drummer boy yeah i remember that the, yeah. the little drummer boy um 
what else did they do? King Kong Escapes. Okay, that's not hey, Christmas okay. food. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from. Sorry. Uh, Pinocchio's Christmas, which came out in 1998. Oh, yeah, of course. They did The Wind in the Willows. What, the TV Yeah, of course they did. No, no, no. It was um, an actual uh, movie production. Okay. Yeah, it was a movie production from like way back, um, from sort of 1990. It was uh, Disney co-produced it, I think, with them. Um, and it had like John Cleese in it and like Eric Idle and, and them guys. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, you, you're talking like. Uh, oh yes, I remember. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember yeah. that version. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah so that's the the Rankin Bass um, sort of filmography there. Um, so sorry, yeah. So Lizzie's list also included uh, Love Actually um, and Die Hard. Um, okay. We have a Hulk uh, said that they enjoy Muppets Christmas Carol, uh, Die Hard, Home Alone, Love Actually, and Elf. Um, and finally, the Nerdy Birds uh, said they enjoy Die Hard. Um, so yeah, I, I said quite like a, a quite a diverse sort of set of films, although. Quite a lot of common ground as well. Lots of people really, really like um, Love Actually, which is a film I absolutely cannot stand. <laughs> like, I really hate it. I really do. Um, it, it's funny. I can't stand any of his films. You know that guy? What, what's his name? Roger? Oh, the guy who directed? The, name, the, guy, the guy who wrote all of those films. Yeah, I've, I've forgotten his name yeah. now. But I can't stand any of his movies. He wrote, he wrote Four Weddings as well, right? Yeah, he. Wrote, I think Four Weddings is probably the only one that I liked. Yeah. Um, I, I can't hold remember him. his name. Hold on, do you not like Notting Hill? Nah, man. Uh, no, 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 no. I we, hated Notting Hill. Yeah, we, need, we, need to do, we need to do that thing that they do to people in those cults. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to think, bro, you're broken. <laughs> put put some more put some more in the Kool Aid. Put some more. In. <laughs> um, yeah, no. I, I, oh, I, I hate all of those. Films. I can't remember what the guy's name is. Right, so it's Mike Newell who directed it. Yeah, who's Richard writer? Curtis? Richard Curtis. That's yeah, the man. That's yeah. That's I mean, like, I liked what he did with kind of like because um, I think he worked on Absolutely Fabulous, didn't he? I um, think. Yeah, I think you might be right. Yeah, and you know, and that I like. I like absolutely fab fabulous. That's that's you know that was quite funny. But his films, yeah, they just nah, man, they did nothing for me at all. Um, and I said Notting Hill just seemed weird. Do you know what it was that bothered me about Notting Hill? And I'll just What's be that? blunt. It yeah. was the fact that it was a film called Notting Hill, set in a Notting Hill where there was nothing but white people. And this was <laughs> yeah. before yeah. Notting Hill was was really gentrified. I mean, now you could probably make Notting Hill as as it is back then, and and yeah. nobody would bat an eyelid. But you know, mm. back then when the film came out, Notting Hill yeah. was still very much a multicultural area. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just kind of annoyed me a little bit that it just seemed so white um, yeah. when and and there was nobody there. Um, so I think that kind of prejudiced me towards that the, the movie. And then when I kind of saw it, I was like, okay, Reese Fans is cool, but you know the rest of it is just there. No, sorry, when he, when he says his name, you need to say it properly. Reese Fans. Oh, sorry, yeah, Reese Fans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, his, his his films like Richard Curtis films or, or Roger Curtis, whatever his name is. Um, yeah, the films just never did anything for me. Um, his, his TV writing was much better. Like, again, The Vicar of Dibley, like he wrote The Vicar of Dibley. Yeah, and yeah. I, I like that. Like I like The Vicar of Dibley. But yeah, just the movies just did nothing for me at all, man. Nothing at all. But, oh, well, here's what it is, I guess. 
Um, yeah, and that's it. I think that's the kind of end of the Christmas special, really. That was all that I, I kind of wanted to say on on Christmas. Mm. Um, so yeah, listeners. I mean, as said, we we did say we were going to give out our um, our PSN tags um, or handles or whatever it is you kids say. <laughs> um, so mine, you'll find me very, very easily on, on the PSN network. It's just J-E-Z-P-Z. Um, and the E-Z is spelt with a Z, and the P-Z is spelt with a Z. Um, so P-Z as in P-E-A-Z-Y. Um, and, yeah, you'll find me there. You'll, you'll probably see my mug pop up if you search that. And, yeah, just add me and give me a shout. Obviously, if you've listened to the podcast as well, let me know so I don't think you're a weirdo and blocky um and yeah that, that's cool we can game or we can chat or do whatever you fancy uh i don't mind you know i'm easy it's christmas i'm happy so yeah whatever works for you um rich kid how about you man i mean i'm sure that if you're blasting away on destiny you'll probably need the backup so yep so my handle tag nickname alias is valmont266 so that's v for victor a for alpha l for lima M for mother, O for Oscar, N for November, T for Tommy, and then the numerical two six six. So yeah, uh, yeah, just just hit me up if anybody who wants to play Destiny with me, and that that, that should be perfect. Yeah, man. I said like literally, listeners, you you'll catch him on there more or less every night, so you'll never miss Richard if you if you want to go and play some Destiny with him. I tried with Destiny, and like. I just couldn't get into it. <laughs> I really couldn't. Um, but yeah, if you like Yakuza, then come holler at me, man. And we'll chat some Yakuza and we'll beat some shit up in downtown Tokyo. It'll be fun. So yeah. 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 You miss out. Um, I said, this is it for our Christmas episode. So thanks a lot for listening. Um, before we go, uh, I just wanted to make a quick mention of the fact that we have another podcast, which is up and running at the moment, which is called the Bebop Rewatch. Um, this is a must listen for anybody who's a Cowboy Bebop fan who's listening to this. Uh, what we've been doing is go be been basically rewatching the series and going through it episode by episode and, and checking out, you know, some of the things, pardon me, some of the things that we loved and some of the things that we didn't like. Um, and yeah, basically just reliving the magic of, of that show. So if you want to check that out, you'll find that on our We Long Talks podcast channel. So whichever podcast app you're using, um, you could just search for Wulong Talks and we'll pop up. Um, and then you'll see the Bebop Rewatch episodes listed down there for you to enjoy. We should be recording uh, session 10 this weekend as well. So we'll have that ready, hopefully just before Christmas. Um, and then session 11, we should have at some point after Christmas for you. Um, I also want to say a big thank you as always to our friend Rob, Rob Wade from emotionally14.com. Um, Rob has got some very successful podcasts of his own as well that you should check out. Um, the Crazy Train, which is a really fun show. Um, lots of comedy and, and random ideas going on with that. Um, and he also produces a, a show called Talk Star Wars, which is excellent and a must listen if you're a Star Wars fan. Um, they cover a lot of cool ground over there, so make sure you check that out. Um, and also, obviously, a thank you to our friends from the Bitprod scene as well, who are a collective of, of British independent podcasters who produce podcasts about just about every topic you can think of. Um, so if you're looking for more stuff that's like us, or maybe if you've got something that's more niche that you're into, then make sure you go and check those out, guys out as well at the Bitprod scene. 
Um, yeah, that's going to do it for me. Rich, you, you got anything else to add? No, that's all good. Yeah, we've kind of touched every single base, so I'm happy with that. Cool, cool. Well, listeners, um, we hope you and yours have a, a very, very Merry Christmas. Um, as I said, we will be back uh, with the Bebop rewatch, um, but this will probably be our last Wulong Talks podcast until after Christmas. So um, we will be back then. We'll be back with our review of the year. And by the way, if you were wondering what was happening with our reviews for Into the Spider-Verse and Aquaman, unfortunately, we just haven't had time over the Christmas period. It's been very busy for us. So we've really not had time to kind of sit down and talk about that. Um, so that's something we're going to cover in our review of the year. The review of the year is, as you know, if you've been listening to us for a while, is always a special time for us. Um, so expect a big ass long podcast on that one because we'll be breaking down the good, the bad, the ugly and everything else about 2018. Um, so make sure you come back to check that out. Um, yeah, but yeah, be, I said that's right, it. There will be a written um, review for um, Aquaman uh, being posted up in the next couple of days as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, Richard, as uh, you may or may not know, has been doing some writing recently. Um, he's been writing some pieces for Hod Escape, um, which is basically a sci-fi website for, you know, sci-fi nerds. Um, and he's been doing like a lot of reviews and, and stuff over there. Um, and he will have an Anchorman review up shortly. Uh, if you don't know how to find that, then make sure you follow us on social media. Uh, if you have a listen to the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how you can find our social media channels and, and you can check that out. Um, but yeah, said so that's it from me. So um, have a merry, merry Christmas. Drink, eat, have fun, kiss and hug your loved ones and tell them that you love them. And if you said you're on your own, then you don't have to do that. But there's certainly lots of other things that you can do as well. So make sure you you follow through on some of those. And if you need somebody to to shout at, as I said, just give us a shout, man. We're we're happy to talk to people all the time. So come on in and you know feel welcome to to talk to us. Uh, so it's a good night from me and uh, Rich. You used to say good night. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well said, man. And um, we'll see you next week, guys. Take care of yourselves and peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters. 